0: When you create from that space, you subliminally set in your mind that you don't have something, that you're in lack. And all the chemicals and emotions and everything that comes from that, you trigger at that time. And then you spend the whole year going through trying to get the emotions and chemicals going to the point that you do have it. And that, for me, feels like a lot of hard work. Welcome to the Superwell Podcast, your source for truly holistic and original perspectives on health and happiness. Each week, we take true dives into the key areas of life with true leaders and true conversations. It's your time for a Superwell life.
1: Hello, Superwell team. Welcome to the podcast. In this episode, I had the pleasure of sitting down with two absolute superstars, that I get to work alongside each and every week. Our discussions focus in on three key areas of consideration when trying to create a life full of happiness and purpose. These areas are our best pieces of advice, the biggest mistakes that we see, and our best resources. Sitting with me was Fiona Chin, who is a naturopath. She's currently undertaking a PhD in metaphysics. She is the author of an online program called You Can Beat MS. And prior to joining our team, she worked for a number of years running a personal development company. Along with being our rock star naturopath, she is also currently a team leader for the international best selling author and mindset and meditation guru, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Joining Fi and I was Gemma Hanley, who is a master NLP practitioner and master hypnotherapist. Years of suffering from crippling chronic fatigue syndrome and anxiety led Gem on a journey of healing that required her to learn enormous amounts around health and well-being. As part of her healing, a key process Jem undertook was a deep exploration into questions around who she was as a person and what she wanted to get out of her life. This exploration has taught her up to be an amazing coach and practitioner. This episode contains so much insight into such a huge topic, but you'll learn from two of the very best people I know in this area, two people who are experiencing life in its absolute richest form. So without further ado, enjoy. Okay, here we are. Gem, Fiona, thanks for joining. So uh, what I think a great way to start this off is to get to know you both uh, a little bit first and know your journey in getting here as well. So we'll start with you, Fiona. Uh, let's hear a little bit about you. Uh Mm. I always love talking about myself not, um, so
0: <laughs> get to here. well, um, I guess the big things uh, that probably would interest people or people want to know is being obviously a naturopath. I've been a naturopath for coming on 15 years or something crazy now, which makes me feel old, and I am. I also am a team leader for Dr. Joe Dispenza, which means I spend a lot of time traveling around the world and going to week-long retreats and Meditating, which is a big part of my life. I've been heavily involved in the personal development field is to run a personal development company back in Perth for the last four years, and that's been my life, really, PD, and how to evolve ourselves and how we can be better and how the universe works and quantum physics and all the fun stuff that goes with it for the last 10 years. So,
2: yeah.
1: Cool. What about you, Gem?
2: Um, Well, mine's a little bit of a different story. Um, I... Certainly didn't start off in health and wellness and with a focus on mindset, but I finished school, went to uni, studied business and law, um, and then actually worked selling property for a number of years and did what felt like the tick box right route to life um, and became really, really, really unwell. So that's what sparked my interest in health and wellness and mindset and um, emotional well-being. And um, everything sort of unfolded from there. Explored a different few different things. Did a number of different trainings to become an NLP practitioner and hypnotherapist, and now work coaching and helping people uh, for the most part with anxiety and chronic fatigue.
1: Cool. Mm -hmm. And tell us just quickly, uh, you know, in in terms of coaching, what roles do you um, have in that regard, or what hats do you wear? How do you mean? Yeah, you're obviously qualified in something. Um, What are you qualified in? Uh,
2: So (laughs) neuro-linguistic programming and hypnotherapy. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I actually bring into play a lot is my personal experience as well with both anxiety and chronic fatigue, which was um, chronic fatigue was for the most part of 10 years and anxiety and depression as well was something I struggled with for about 23 years. So they're both topics... um, and things I'm really passionate about. And given my experience, know that um, it's definitely possible to navigate out of that. So, hmm.
1: Cool. So we're here to discuss, uh, I guess, loosely, you could call it goal setting, planning, uh, direction. And uh, we want to give people, I, I guess, the best of what we have to offer in that regard. So why don't we start off by... Uh, Let's focus in on our best pieces of advice uh, that we can give to people. So do you want to start first, Phoebe?
0: Sure. So there's a couple of things that spring to mind uh, if I'm just going to, you know, quickly offer advice, but I think that would be super impactful for people that would have a huge impact on how they plan and set intentions and goals. And I guess the first one is you know with goal setting if you sit down and you write out this list of goals as soon as you do that potentially you can set yourself up for failure and you can give yourself a really hard time and berate yourself because often what happens is we for the majority of people write down goals at the beginning of the year we start off for a couple of months and then we fold up that piece of paper, we put it in a drawer somewhere and we get to the end of the year and we go, ah crap, I have to start all over again, and then the next year becomes a repetition of I'm going to get fit, I'm going to get healthy, and it's the same thing as the year before. So I don't tend to set goals per se. I tend to set intentions and I really like the idea and the concept of setting an intention because an intention allows you to evolve it and to do the best you can in that. And an intention allows you to reflect and and change it. There's not a final destination in there. So if I intend to be um, the healthiest version of myself, that can evolve as the year goes on. And um, it can evolve as I maybe start to get healthier and healthier, rather than it feeling like it has to fit into a certain a position in my life. So... Number one thing I yeah I like to do is I like to set intentions because that you know that this is my intent for the year it has for me um, and 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 wait for everyone a more powerful um, motivation or inspiration behind it because it's what I'm intending to do. I also find you set less intentions than you do goals, so you don't tend to mm-hmm. overcommit to things. Um, I think that's the other thing I like about it, and it kind of gives your year a theme of your intentions.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree. With yeah.
0: That. yeah. So if I feel into that, so. And then the other thing is I'm, I'm really big and I, I do it all when I practice with patients too. I've got a number one rule is I never prescribe anything to a patient unless I can do it myself. Like if I can't give up coffee, I'd never ask a patient to do it. And so my – and how that relates to goals is any goal or intention uh, that I set, I want to be able to then be it or I have to be able to be it. So when we set goals and intentions – we tend to set them from a point of separation which is duality and how you know anything under the speed of light there's helium atoms pull apart and we're in the sphere of duality and you know everything's black and white up and down left right we have it we don't and when you create from that space you subliminally set in your mind that you don't have something that you're in lack And all the chemicals and emotions and everything that comes from that, you trigger at that time. And then you spend the whole year going through trying to get the emotions and chemicals going to the point that you do have it. And that, for me, feels like a lot of hard work. You know, you've got to drag your body across time to the gym. You've got to drag yourself to the supermarket and eat the right foods. And it's just everything around it feels stodgy and hard to me. But if you can set an intention for the person that you want to be at the end of the year be that healthier, um, spending more time with your family or traveling or whatever that is, or you want this new house and then you go and be it. So if I say, um, for instance, for me, I'm like, I'm taking my training level up. Um, that's my intention for this year is I want to go back to mountain climbing. I've had some health challenges and a spinal thing that stops me doing that and competing the horses. So I go, who do I need to be to do that? that's my intention and who i need to be well i need to make sure that my core strength's really good that means i you know need to check in with you and see my amazing kairos regularly it means i need to make sure i'm doing things like yoga and pilates to make sure my core strength is right it means i need to make sure i'm riding the horses and doing things to build back up towards that sort of fitness and so i have to be that person so Um, I make sure that all the little mini things that sit behind my intention, I am being that day in, day out. And as soon as I fall out of that, and I'm not being the person that can climb a mountain, I'm already falling out of alignment with my goal. And I know that that's a trigger because, you know, I'm really aligned with whatever intentions I've set for the year. And I make sure I move myself back on that track. So everything I do for that year is in alignment with my intentions. And then it doesn't feel so hard because I've set an intention that I'm really inspired about. Every action and everything I do behind it is in alignment with that. And so then your whole life becomes about living and being your intention. And it kind of becomes easy. And once you get a little bit of momentum with that, you find, well, I find, I reach my goals super fast and they morph into something so much bigger and more unexpected than I think they could be. And then I'm also creating from wax. I don't have all those crazy chemicals going on about something I don't have.
1: Yeah, cool. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Something that you said at the start actually triggered a, a little thought in my mind which was the you know the filing away and then getting it out the next year and um it's a people often look at it as a repeated cycle of trying to get uh, achieve something but yeah. there's also a repeated cycle of failure attached to that sure. which is very harming to people um if they're continually being faced with that so uh, that's a really interesting point i think as well and what about you jen mm. what do you think what are, what are your best pieces of advice
2: um, I would say one of my best pieces of advice would be the self-discovery around why we're setting the goals um, and what, we're, what specifically are we looking to achieve by setting them. And that can often come back to um, fulfilment and you know, discovering who it is that we're wanting to be or, or continuing to grow and consolidate Um, And like you just touched on with the the being, that's something that I've incorporated in the last month or so is, you know, who do I need to be to um, achieve that goal that I've set or achieve that intention that I've set? Um, And I think too, in setting goals, looking at um, what's achievable or how we're measuring that or what action we're actually taking towards it because it's very easy to put these um, goals or projections out there but what are the mini steps along the way that are going to allow us to achieve that? And I just find when we do the self-discovery to know um, where we want to grow or shift or develop generally there's actions that we need to take to be able to get there and those actions are actually what can form the most powerful goals rather than this end big piece so we can still have that bigger picture for the end goal that might be a 12 month a three year or five year goal but what are we doing next month and what are we doing in three months time and what are we doing in six months time um, to hold ourselves accountable or or to ensure that we're creating momentum and gains towards that And I tend to think and talk to clients about those results as the really important ones um, for a number of reasons. One, because um, they can be the most uncomfortable, because often they can be the beginning. So we're practicing new habits, we're carving out um, new thought paths, and that can be uncomfortable. Um, But also, without all of those little steps along the way, we don't get to the end anyway. So. Yeah, I think that's really important. And looking at the internal dialogue we have around that too. So what are we saying I should to or um, I need to or I have to as opposed to I get to or I want to? And just noticing um, the shifts of thought paths and emotional states that come with those
1: things as yeah. well. Yeah, or I am, you yeah. know, if in yeah. sort of in line with Fiona's intention idea, you know, yeah, if you embody if you embody the result you want,
0: yeah, um,
1: you're kind of you're more than halfway there. Mm.
0: And I love that too because then the intention or the goal becomes not about the end destination but who you become along the way absolutely. to get there which yeah. is what you're saying and, yeah. that, and you're absolutely right. That's often far more important it's like the journey not the destination yeah. and then you can yeah. make your goals and intentions that but we get so hung up on the destination it's like oh, I've got to lose weight. i gotta quit smoking mm-hmm. and it's all this beautiful stuff that you're mentioning along the way of who you get to become and mm-hmm. who you get what you get to embody along that which actually is often opens your life up to so many other things if you're present and aware to it so yeah i yeah. think that's a really important point. i think um
1: and both of you kind of touched on this a little bit in that there's an element of reflection in the way you go about it, and mm-hmm. that, you know along the way you're checking in with your intention and making sure you're in alignment with that. and then mm-hmm. those little points, um, those little steps that you're taking note of again are allowing you to understand the process. And within that there're successes along the way as well. So yeah. you can it boosts your confidence, Absolutely. it increases your chance yep. of success you will be trying to get out of life because you, you get that positive reinforcement, mm. um, self-derived, but mm. it's yeah. still
2: there. And the other thing I'd say with Fiona talking about the intention, I feel like that's a really, and having the theme, it's a really quick and direct check in each moment where we're making decisions. Well, does this align with the theme or, or the intention I'm heading mm. towards or not? Yeah. And it can just clarify and reduce, I guess, conflicts or... Um, mm yeah any uncertainty about which direction will take us to where we want to be and
0: yeah and actually before we started recording like as you were making some really cool points about how you would do that it'd be really cool for you to share that too
1: yeah so i guess um the the things that i i tend to work with uh there's a couple of different learnings that i've had along the way so one is uh, a thing called the philosophy formula by a gentleman named pat gentempo and he talks about Uh, creating an overarching philosophy for the way you live your life and Mm -hmm. uh, what we find is that people tend to have this bastardized kind of mongrel philosophy that comes from outside-end influences rather than people taking time away to try and establish what they really want out of their life Um, more so than ever now because social media just presents us with so many options and opportunity and all the the shiny things in people's lives but uh, we often get distracted by that uh, rather than looking internally to what we really want ourselves and so once you establish that that overarching philosophy about the way you want to live your life it's important to make sure all the elements in your life are aligned with that so that you don't cause any kind of Uh, contradiction between some of those elements that will lead to further destruction in your life and a great example is the guy who might work hard to make heaps of money for his family but never sees his wife and kids and um, is disconnected from them and has relationship breakdown and so Mm -hmm. forth he thinks he's doing the thing that's right for his family but at the same time he loses out on something that's more important because he's measuring himself against other people in society rather than looking at what he wants himself and then um Following on from that, once you establish, you know, these areas of life that are important to you, making sure you understand what you want to get out of them. And then when you uh, figure that out, looking at it, uh, I think the best way to say it is through time. So you understand what you're doing today and how it'll affect you now, and then also how it'll affect you in the future and also affect your potential to do things in the future as well. So, you know, you you may decide that you want to go on a holiday now for 12 months, but the, the cost of that. Um, maybe on your career or financially means that later on your ability to buy a house is delayed by two or three or five years because um, you've taken that opportunity to do that now and are you okay with that yes or no Um, and these are things that people need to consider and once you establish this and you can kind of map out generally what you want your intentions or actions to be um, making sure your focus stays on your inputs because that's the thing that will get you where you want to be rather than looking always looking at the the shiny lights of what you want rather than focusing on the things you need to do day to day so they're probably the things that I spend most time talking to people about in this conversation
0: Mm. it's funny you mentioned Pat Gontempo I spent quite a bit of time with his wife Laurie just in um, Mexico and I know for a fact the two of them just shut off all their iPhones and went bush and did exactly all of that stuff to start their new year so yeah it's pretty practicing cool what they preach
1: so mm. and you know i just listen to a podcast these other couple who do that they go away every year they ship their kids off mm-hmm. and they spend <laughs> a weekend together where they just go through um their you know, their plan, their yeah, philosophy, yeah. what they want in their life um, and they make sure that they are still on track and, yeah. and doing what they need to do.
0: You know, and actually just to add to that conversation, one of the things that one of my mentors, actually Joe Dispenza, always gets all of us to do is, is he always says, you know, well, who do you want to be this year? Well, who's the person that you want to be? And write that down and do that. And I spent, apart from setting my intentions and stuff, I make sure that all lined up. So I sat down and mapped that all out. It's like, who do I want to be this year? Like, what's that person look like? And then, like I say, you're
1: going be it. So, mm. yeah, terrific. So, I, I guess you know this is a part of the more inspiring part of this conversation. But we also, as practitioners, see people who struggle a lot uh, mm-hmm. with this, and you know have those repeat cycles of, of failure. Unfortunately, uh, can you identify uh, each of you probably some of the biggest mistakes that you see that people make when when trying to make change? Um, in their life and, and trying to course correct themselves
0: yeah there's like, I mean there's so many things isn't it that that happens and some of them we've sort of touched on I mean one of the big things is uh, I don't want to say I'm realistic because I don't want to put into the realm that nothing is, that things are impossible for people because I believe anything is but there's also that where there's a part of you that doesn't believe is probably what I want to say So if you said, I'm going to be a billionaire, but every bone and fiber in your body goes, I just don't believe that that's possible. um, You then have so much resistance within your own um, ability to be able to do that, that You don't even know how to do that. So when you're talking about Gemma, all the little steps, Mm. someone that's coming from nothing to be a billionaire has no idea how to do all these little steps in between. And if they're living paycheck to paycheck, they have no idea how to be abundant. So in that step, I would get them to just take a step up and find a happy medium with that. In saying that, I don't believe that anything is impossible for people. And if someone came to me and said, "No, I, I'm going to be a billionaire," and every you could see that every part of their fiber and being is aligned with that, well, then go for glory. Do you know that's different? Because sometimes people are just so willful and intent that they know how to create that. But there's a difference from a person saying, "I'm going to be a billionaire," and you go that you. There's no part of them that believes that. Mm. To a person that maybe. Other people would judge that, but you know when you talk to them that every fiber of their being, they know they're going to be successful. And you hear about those stories of people coming up from nothing all the time. So I think the first thing is something that you feel is in the realm or scope of your um, ability to create. Um, that's really important. And if you don't believe it and, and feel it, and maybe that comes back to what you were saying too, that it has to be alignment with your bigger goal, because mm-hmm. if you don't really want to be a billionaire, and you're not going to believe that, and so it yeah. probably aligns with that a little bit.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, that's probably the the first bit I'd start with. I had some other thoughts, but I'll uh, probably you remember them. In, I'll remember it. them yeah. as you guys get talking because <laughs> it fell out of my brain. But it's, oh, I hate somewhere. That. it's like flies in and it's probably yeah. bouncing around. It was really good, too. <laughs> Jim will be halfway through. I'm <laughs> <up the road. laughs> I remember. <laughs> I'm um,
1: yeah, yeah. I'll Put be ready. Yeah. Put your helmet on. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about you, Jim?
2: Um, Biggest mistakes, yeah. (laughs) I think um, something I learnt personally and also what I observe a lot is um, we can be really quick to be closed-minded and to shut down um, the potential of creative thinking. So I would say I see people being really quick to hand over their control or... Um, to label a problem as their final destination. So rather than looking at that and thinking, well, how can I grow? Um, How can I pivot? What's there to learn or gain from this? Um, And I was actually at a yoga class towards the end of last year. And at the end of the class, there was just this beautiful reading. Um, And it was along the lines of um, every conflict or every problem that we have is actually specifically designed for us because it's to keep us on track, and it's to test us, and it's to help us grow, and to develop the skill set we need to get to the life that we're destined to have. Um, so reframing that, and having that trust, and having belief in the process, and knowing that we have the resources we need, we just like sometimes we just need the balls to follow through on it. Truly, um, and. It comes back to what I was saying before, how it can be uncomfortable, it can be uncertain, but that is how we grow. So I think making sure that we're not too quick to dismiss um, something that we do truly want is too difficult, too hard. Um, or that when a roadblock comes up that it's not possible or that that's the final destination for us because the only time it's not possible and the only time it's a final destination is when we decide that's the case. So there might be more time around it than what we would like, um, might take more effort and energy than what we'd like, but ultimately if it's what we want, we get there in the end. So just keeping that focus and being kind to ourselves along the way and acknowledging all the small results as well. Like we keep saying, it's not about the end big picture it's about what we're doing in each moment and each day and yep. focusing on being mm, who we need to be and being what we
1: i can't remember if it was you who i did this with or Nadra, who's the psychologist for those of you listening who works here as well uh who asked me the question or you use this a uh, question within um your your um, examination process about whether you believe problems come from you or to you And I'm sure it was you who I spoke to about Uh, this.
2: Perhaps. I wouldn't have asked that direct question, but we would have talked about the theme of it. So, yeah, yeah, do you believe um, that life happens to you or do you believe that you create the life you live, essentially?
1: Yeah. And then I guess something that you were saying then uh, just triggered that in my mind about people being stuck and then that yoga class saying everything um, that is happening to you is Mm -hmm. exactly designed for Mm -hmm. you. It's almost designed by you, really, yeah. in, in effect. So yeah. instead of um, that could be construed as it's an outside-in thing, you know. The mm-hmm. lo- life is predetermined, but it's not necessarily, you know, we obviously have um, control of ourselves in some respect. And mm-hmm. then I think uh, one of the things with that is that uh, also people sometimes feel blocked in an area of life because they're uh, perhaps um, following what other people do, Mm-hmm you know there's a girl i know who recently just quit her job as a lawyer because it wasn't making her happy great successful job but um it took as you put it jam balls for her to mm. walk, walk away from that
2: yeah
1: um to create a whole another layer of opportunity for herself yeah. in her life and i think that's really important in that um people need to be coming at this kind of conversation from a perspective of you know everything is you know, on the table, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I need to, because you can't actually change one thing in your life without affecting all the other elements yeah. anyway. So yeah. you need to be flexible in your mind to be yeah. able to move things around in order to get the outcome mm-hmm. you want.
0: There's a great book called The Obstacle is the Way, and it's based off um, Stoic Teachings by Marcus Aurelius, and it's, um, I think it's by, I want to say it's by Ryan Holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, great book, and it's all about that, that any obstacle that comes up, rather than going around it, avoiding it, how you grow and transform is to go through the middle of the mm-hmm. obstacle and that that's where your greatest transformation of now yeah. lies. It's a yeah. bloody brilliant book. Like, I recommend everyone read that. Mm-hmm. It was really great. And the work of Marcus Aurelius, who was round in, you know, ancient Roman times, he's just, he, he is amazing. His story is amazing and some of his teachings. Yeah. So mm-hmm. It's
1: funny that you're talking about him because you probably don't know that I bought Jem one of his books <laughs> for Christmas. Oh really? I yeah. love Marcus Aurelius. No. Yeah, it might rude. be a
2: highly Lended out book after. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I've got my hand up for it next.
2: Guy's These, they're the best
1: gifts, aren't they? The ones you give, so you get to use. Yeah.
0: like Indian giver.
2: She can
1: still own it. I just need it for a little bit you know of time. Like, you yeah.
2: Can
0: I borrow it?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: The length of time it takes me to read a book before, so you might be waiting a little while. Yeah, true, true. and me
1: as well. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll
2: get through it in the next decade. Yeah. So, decade-long
1: goal. Yeah, podcast one thousand and fifty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. That's cool. So I remembered what I was going to say. All
0: right. Yeah. <laughs> Here it is. And I, I nearly had to push you off yeah. <laughs> But no, what I was going to say, and it kind of comes from what you were just saying then, is and and building on what Jim says, you know, like. If you always create and set and do things from what you've already always done, you're always going to get what you've always got, right? Mm. So if you come at a problem, you've tried to quit smoking for 10 years and you go to quit smoking exactly the same way, mm. you pretty much know how that's going to end. Something and it's changes. that old saying, yeah, you keep doing what you do, you'll always get what you've got. Yeah. So one of the big things when you're setting an intention or goal and you're trying to become a new person or a new version of yourself is you've got to be okay with getting in the unknown, Because you don't know what you don't know, right? Yeah. And you have to take it or tackle it from a Mm -hmm. different state of mind. And that's why I find it so important to go and be that person. Because when you are the being, your thoughts should line up with that. So, you know, for instance, if you're someone that wants to become more abundant, but you're going out having poverty thoughts, you're not being that abundant person. Mm -hmm. And so you're thinking and creating the same way in a loop, and so the only way that you can break that loop and evolve is you're going to have to get uncomfortable, yeah. which is a bit what you were saying. Yeah. You have to have the yeah. balls to get uncomfortable. But it's
2: interesting because what you're talking about, when I take that approach, it's like the most comfort in the discomfort yes. that I've experienced. And because, that's real, and and that magic quite happens. fun and playful. Yes. Yeah.
0: It's where, you know, like every time I go, like, for instance, I'll give you an example. I left a very well paid, very secure job in Perth last year to do... <laughs> Apart from seeing more patients. like <laughs> raspberry. <I was>, <laughs> <doing more laughs> yeah. Professional raspberry blower. Ten thousand dollars a raspberry. Good to but, <laughs> pay up <pint> my raspberry <laughs> but, but you know, like it was so unknown, like I had no idea. But now, fast forward six months later and like I have got the I mean, it's kinda of crazy, but I've got the coolest life. I'm travelling every like two weeks to a month to yeah. somewhere else around the world working, like and I look back and I'm like why didn't I leave earlier? Like I should have just trusted. But for me, that whole secure nine to five job thing was so known that I, and uh, you know, I'm a reformed workaholic. I didn't know how to not be that. (laughs) And now I earn the same. I get to travel around the world. I have really super flexible work hours. Like, but I had to get into the unknown and get uncomfortable to Mm -hmm. do that. If I'd just gone and, left that job and gone well i'll just go find another one and i'll do the nine t-. i would be doing exactly the same thing same and i would have cycle. taken the old stuff and i would have just yeah. transported it and dumped it into a new bit and i would have got two years into that going why am i so miserable and unhappy mm-hmm. in this job because yeah. i'm the same person i've just relocated yeah. yeah so i think that's the other thing you know if you truly want to see change and transformation in your life you have to go about whatever you're doing completely differently from the way you've ever done it before Otherwise, you're just going to recreate the same thing wrapped up in another package. Yeah. And then all we're doing is someone that I um, know well says, you're just moving the furniture around on the Titanic. The yeah. whole thing's still thinking. We've yeah. <laughs> just re it with a different slide. Yeah. It's that. not going to so get... It's, it's a great saying. And Mitch at MJB has it all the time. But, you know, and he's right. Unless you, unless you make some big changes, then mm-hmm. it's just you're living same, same, just looking different. Yeah. And then you've got a life that you have to vacate from. I'm just... This year, I'm going to Fiji rather than... Africa. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's the same life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So real change doesn't come from doing the same things the same way. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I, I think uh, the other day I was listening to, we were just talking about Goggins before, yeah. and Goggins. Uh, I was listening to him on this podcast, and he was talking about uh, motivation, and he made this analogy with the California fires, and he was saying that, you know, that fire didn't start with a huge flame. It started with a spark, mm-hmm. and that's what he... Um, attributed motivation to. He's like, the, the spark is the motivation, but the fuel is what's soul derived, you know, and yeah. who you are as a person you need to identify with first so that, um, you know, you, you have that fuel to burn outrageously through your life mm-hmm. um, rather than just relying on continual sparks. Yeah. And so, you yeah. know, this time of year, there's heaps of sparks flying down, around everywhere. People offering you this, you know, program yeah. and that program, and, yeah. you know, we're, we're all perfectly. Um, positioned with some time off and some free headspace to go, yep, yeah, I need to do this. But it has to be soul derived. It has to come from your, your inner being, you know, what you want out of your life, that yeah. core overarching philosophy and intention. Yeah. So make sure you get that. Yeah. Which, which
2: are huge questions. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you do need the time to reflect. And that's why people, yeah. that's why New Year's people set intentions. And then they get back into the routine of nine to five life, which is the known. They know how to do that. They fall back into a routine. And that whole soul discovery that they may or may not have gone on gets completely thrown out the window Mm. because the known and routine that they're, you know, the rat race, they go back in it because they're not creating time for that inner reflection. And and you only spark and add fuel to that fire when you stretch yourself and get a little bit unknown and you make... It's like Play-Doh stretching yeah. into a new space. You've got to make space for that, for that feel yeah. to really take off. And trust yeah. it. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. And it, it's just circling around and keep coming back to, it's actually the small
1: actions Yeah. And taking yeah. those
2: steps. Totally. Oh, and having yeah. room, right? Yes. So,
1: you know, you come back to your nine to five, someone might be super motivated, but then they've got to, you know, um, do bedtime routine with their children or they've got to mm-hmm. do their food preparation then all of a sudden I don't have as much time for my yoga tonight and then Mm -hmm. you start to fall off or alternatively you go yeah I'll do it later so then you start pinching time away from sleep and rest and recuperation Mm -hmm. and then eventually you know you either end up um, letting go of some of your vision and your goals for the year because it's too hard to fit Mm -hmm. into your normal life or you keep plowing through it and you burn out yeah Mm -hmm. and that again yeah and you're you're not at flow so it comes back to those overarching things of you know making sure your life everything's organized in a way that you can achieve the things you want yeah um, in the time time requirements that you've given yourself yeah
0: and like you're saying align to that bigger vision that you have for yourself because when it is it you don't need to go and find motivation you're inspired yeah and yeah. motivation yeah. to me feels really external whereas inspiration feels like it's just something you naturally want to do and you'll yeah. move heaven or earth just to make sure that happens because, you know, like, you look at someone like Elon Musk or Richard Branson, well they've got the same amount of time in their day as we do. Mm. And, you know, you're like, well, you know, and it's just how they prioritize things, how they delegate and how mm. anything that they do is always in alignment with their greater picture. So they look like they moved and traction so much faster, but it's not. They're just so clear on why they're here and what they're here to do yeah. that they just go further rather than being dragged down by the... Nine to five mundane mm-hmm. things. I spent time with John D. Martini, and he was like, he was huge about he only lives in his top values. and He's like, I don't cook, I don't drive, they yeah. don't interest me.
2: And I think he even has a phone. No, he,
0: he's like, I, I take all of that out. I don't do any of that stuff because it's not in line with what yeah. I want to do. And yeah. I was like, Well, no wonder you have so much time to read like 10 books a day. Like, yeah. he's, that's his thing, his totally. an education. And he just everything. He does aligns with that. Elon Musk, if you read, he goes, my wife only needs to spend, was it, five hours with me a week. Yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: how many like... times has he been married? <laughs> <laughs> times? Yeah. That's
0: how he prioritizes yeah. it, you know, and it's just... Their vision and their why and their mission is just so big that everything that comes behind it just mm. falls into alignment with yeah. it and for him he doesn't mind that that's 10 hours a week that's just for him that's normal that's what he has yeah. to do to be able to achieve that stuff yeah I'm not suggesting that you will need to only spend 10 hours with your wife but it's, <laughs> it's about you know finding what's important is watching yeah. the TV as important as maybe reading a book or learning or going to the gym or whatever it yeah. is that
2: you want to achieve it's, mm. it's those things that
1: totally yeah. what
2: would you say Marcus is the biggest mistake you see people make
1: well i sort of touched on that a little bit i i, I do think it's not taking the time to actually establish what's most important in your mm-hmm. life and also being affected by external influences within that thought process mm-hmm. as well so mm-hmm. you're looking around at other people and going i want what they have um mm-hmm. you know and setting yourself up um to have a life like everyone else you know and yeah. you know one question i like to put to people is whose standards are you choosing to live by mm-hmm. you know are you choosing to live by your own standards or the standards that are um, forced upon you mm-hmm. um, either by your friendship group or your family or even the government you know there's always um, external bodies trying to tell us what to do yeah. um, and that's not necessarily aligned with your values so a really great example is <clears throat> something very simple like if most people would have heard, you know, thirty thirty minutes of exercise a day is what you're meant to do. Mm-hmm. If you read the the literature around that, and even the government's own thing, that's the minimum amount that you're mm-hmm. meant to do for mm-hmm. the minimum, you know, benefit. And it actually says if you want more health benefit, do more, you know. And so, you know, one standard that I know I set for myself is I like to try and think of things in the um, the view of optimum. You know, what's optimum for me right now? And optimum, you know. My potential as a human being could be you know, an elite runner, but optimum isn't that for me because yeah. to do that would require so much time and dedication that it would pinch time away from other things. Mm-hmm. So my optimum, my standard is unique to me and then that's what I want to set and I don't want someone else to um, predetermine that for me and I, sh- I would suggest that people should think about their life mm-hmm. in the same manner. Mm-hmm. You know, What's their optimum um, yeah. and don't be... Uh, affected by other people in regards yeah
2: and i think that's really important to apply to all different areas of life as well and it can be quite an unconscious pattern we're running of what measuring stick are we using Mm -hmm. and until we sit and ask that question um we can potentially have been selling ourselves really short just because of the way things is done are done around us for the majority um but that doesn't mean it's right for us
1: yeah and what's common versus what's can yeah. really yeah. you know, like in Australia almost 70% of adults are overweight, mm. you know, is it that's more common, but mm. is it optimal, yeah. is it normal, you know, yeah, yeah. so you know, what's common at a lot of things you know, uh, I know my wife and I, we don't own our house that we live in, we rent, mm-hmm. we choose to rent because it affords us the opportunity to live the way that we want to, we could buy if we want to buy, but we'd have to work in a, in a different way than we currently work, which would pinch time away from raising our daughter and time away from Our own health activities and our own relationship time. So Mm -hmm. it's something that we know we'll do, but later on down the track, it's not the most important thing for us to do right now. And if we did put it first now, the flow and effect in time from that would be a whole bunch of other problems that arise in our life and
2: misalignment from your philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: yeah. So uh, this is some great info. Uh, We've all probably got here through reading and listening <laughs> to a bunch of different things over the over time so why don't we throw out some resources for people um in order to try and help them mm-hmm. learn more and, and grow themselves in this area do you want to go firstly
0: sure I oh, look i'm a massive reader i I'm, I'm generally reading a book and i've got a audible book or i'm listening to a book at the same time and then i'm often i'm really big about being able to build models um mm. So I will often re-listen to a book a couple of times if it's, you know, if I'm listening to it, it's on fast forward. If I read, I read it again because I want to be able to understand and build a model that's the way my, my brain works. But I find, you know, you listen to all these great guys they in the world. They all fully listen and read and educate themselves because you don't know what you don't know, right? Yeah. So I think one of the best books that I read last year was Stealing Fire um, by, I want to say, Steve and Cotts and Cotler and...
2: Where's Cotler the other
0: guy. Standing? Oh, I could look it up. Stealing no, just,
1: Fire by someone.
0: By someone. But it's a great book. If you look it <laughs> yeah. up, it was a huge book of last year. It's yeah. all about... I'll add all
1: these resources in the show notes. Oh, already. perfect.
0: It's all about being in flow states. So I thought that was good. Now, since I've mentioned it, The Obstacle is the Way. It's a, it's a great book about if people feel like they're repeating the same cycles over and over again. Yeah. And yeah. that's a great book. And then, you know, things... Um, I was given a great big reading list to, to read last year. and say I read? The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Um, great book about understanding the voice in your head. I just... He just... The way he talks about it, you know, that voice that... It has a full-on conversation with itself. It's like, oh, you should go and check on your friend Gemma. She may not be good today. No, I don't want to go and do that. Like, if you were to take that voice out of your head and put it as a person, it would be locked up. It's a crazy person. And yeah. we all live with that day in, day out. And so that book's all about how... You can become aware of it, not buy into it, become the observer of it. I find there's a lot of power in that. Um, And then the other thing that's been really useful in my life is I'm a big meditator. Um, Now, not everyone's going to meditate for as long as I do every day, but, you know... um, Tell us how much you meditate. Anywhere from four to six hours a day.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Such a cool, crazy cat. Super freak. (laughs) (laughs) But... um, Yes. Not my meditation measuring stick. <laughs> No. I don't <laughs> suggest...
1: That's I I meditate way. for seven to
2: eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> like well, oh, I meditate for 12 hours. <laughs> wow, I see, my
0: stick just got short. But if you... I, I find for me, because I, I am a recovering workaholic... And um, you know, I really and been I've spent a lot of my life being super addicted to the hormones of stress, mm-hmm. and what I've realised it actually there's another great book, Russell Brand's addiction book, and I read that and I was like, I'm not addicted to anything, but I'm like, I'm really addicted to stress, um, and that's really what I've spent the last six months breaking. But Joe Dispenza's book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, is great, and it's a bit of what we touched on there. That if you keep creating from the old self, you're going to continue to get just a different version of the old self packaged in a different way it's like having a different holiday so being able to he breaks down the science of how you can actually transform your thoughts and minds and a lot of the stuff that we've spoken about so um that's a great book and then just listening to podcasts you know i listen to joe rogan and aubrey marcus and um a whole pile of the other ones that are on there and you know i don't watch tv i go home and watch something inspirational viral. Yeah, you know same. you know i'm
2: lucky I'm, to watch tv yeah a couple a guy, of times
0: a month i don't want to watch a tv program because i don't want to be programmed yeah. but i'm you know really interested in just anything that falls into those realms of what i'm interested in if, you know if we want to build wealth so i might you know read the barefoot investor yeah. or you know yeah. something like that and or we'll try you know so everything that i do is very much in alignment with that being able to mm. be a yeah. bigger better version of myself so
1: mm. so i know you both listen to podcasts mm. this Is a question for both of you because i i have a whole bunch of podcasts that i i'm you know subscribe to and you get a bit of fomo like when there's so many and you yeah. have such limited time to listen to them all <laughs> how do you choose to listen to you know what do you have any sort of filters that you apply to your list of podcasts to say oh, i might choose this one this week i might choose that one because you know we spoke about goggins right now Jam, I reckon if you looked at Goggins in a podcast list, you might go, he's maybe not right for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Navy, SEAL, or that, because yeah. some of the work that you're Although doing. Although,
2: after stealing fire, I yeah. probably would listen you to would yeah, it. Right? Yeah, right. So, you know, like, yeah. So, yeah.
1: Um, yeah. how do you know who to choose? Because you don't want to miss out on something that, you know, is, uh, you know, going to provide you with lots of. Uh,
0: it's a, it's, look, value. part of it is I tend to listen to the first or, you know, if you're from on YouTube, they'll often have a quick clip from each of it, so I might scan that. But often it's like, you last year you're like, have you listened to the Paul Stemmets one on the on the fungi? Yeah. And so I'm often... And often it's like talking to That's, like-minded that people. Yeah. You know, and you're like, like, say you'll go and listen to Goggins, or I'm yeah. like, have you listened to this? And actually, you because you're, you're yeah. always listening to podcasts, every time I'm in to see you for a chiro adjustment, we're like, <laughs> we're talking about different podcasts to yeah. listen to Gemini speak about that. So I think if you're surrounded by people that are a similar mind and doing that kind of stuff then you're sharing great information like my husband's huge on listening to podcasts and different bits and pieces so i like, have you listen to this and mm-hmm. and he's yeah. in an environment that does the same and then i'm with all these other people that i work with it's the same so i've got this huge network feeding back to me
2: all different things too mm. so it off, that's often where my stuff comes yeah. from yeah and i'm probably more like that with books because i i do struggle to read a lot of books i'm very easy with podcasts and that's how I'll navigate which books I should put my time into is by asking people that I trust or, mm, yeah. yeah, can can navigate for me. Cool. Is that your resources? Like, Yeah, they're yeah, my resources. Bible. What are you yeah. I think so. I've I'm, yeah. I'm completed the Bible. I will push you off your chair if I think of anything else. <laughs> Noted. Um, my answer to this is pretty simple and it's a little bit different. You started to touch on it. Um I guess one of the resources I've found really helpful and loved in the last year is Marie Folios. Oh, yeah. So I love her. She's got a YouTube channel, TV, <laughs> um, and um, does it on podcast as well. But the answer that comes to me is actually building... Um, like a team of people around you and not in a professional sense that too, but building a team of people around you to do life with that uh, in alignment with your bigger love that of intention as well, because mm-hmm. um, I don't think there's many of us. And last year was maybe the first year I did this, maybe, no, maybe the last two, two years that actually take the time to think about the type of friendships that they want in their life um, and how they want to participate in that, how they need to show up. Um, to attract that and that has just been game-changing for me and phenomenal and the most um, important and the most transformational conversations I have now are with people like you too Um, because we have a personal relationship, so we know each other. But there's a wealth of knowledge and um, insights to share and exchange as well. So there's so much value in that. And, you know, I mentioned before, um, I had to recover from anxiety and depression and chronic fatigue. And a big part of that for me was using podcasts to inform myself. And then, I'll come back to having the balls, but like <laughs> to reach out to people and to start relationships. And, um, you know, Marcus, I met you through Damien Christoph, who was my chiropractor, and I met him through another practitioner that I reached out and worked with. So um, it just comes back to taking the small steps and the actions. But, yeah, yeah. I think um, relationships is a massive resource. And um, back yourself and know that you have the value and you're important enough for, to reach out and to have a chat with someone and that they'll probably love doing it. So That's such a great answer. Um, the, in terms of books, if I, like, off the top of my head, um, Eckhart Tolle and New Earth was an enormously... Um, Game-changing book for me to read. And I don't know if I can think of... I loved reading um, Love Languages by Mm -hmm. Gary Chapman. Um, I know when I'm on a winner because I actually read it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. But they're the two that stick out for me, yeah.
1: So, yeah, that's pretty interesting. I've got um, A New Earth on my shelf. I still haven't read it. I've had it there for a while. So now I'm going to read it. Yeah, no, it's a
2: new... Yeah, no, I've got um, The Power of Now Now is on my shelf and I haven't read it. But I did audiobook for A New Earth. Which I um, yeah, which I really like. If
0: you want a really cool book, Red Lion.
2: Okay, Red Lion.
0: Red Lion by. You're like a
2: li- walking, talking library. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, re- I read a lot. Like I can't even tell. You, I was recommended that book by Joanne Spencer. It's his favourite, and it's uh, if you like The Alchemist. Oh, yeah. It's written. It's just. It took ages to be translated. It's written in 1980 something, and it's about a guy that reincarnates in each life, but because of what happened to him earlier about trying to chase the Philosopher's Stone, he remembers each carnation. It is, right. it's incredible. Well, who's the buyer, do you know? Maria Sharaposa, I think, or Sharaposa. It's let's very hard to get a hold of. Let's just make
1: sure we make a distinction between... Yes, <laughs> <and> <laughs> the, the tennis player. The tennis
0: player. I'm going to play. It's Maria something, but it's There's a
1: lot of shouting in that book, apparently. <laughs>
0: you can't get that on audio you have to buy it and it's very I spent $300 buying that book oh wow, oh, wow. I'm yeah. going to borrow your That's... copy <laughs> <laughs> <It's not annoying. laughs> Maria says S Z E P E S you can download the PDF for free um, I think if you go hunting on the internet for it right. cool. amazing life transforming book it's very mm-hmm. cool
1: yeah so I guess the two that I would have then, uh, one is called Essentialism. Um, mm-hmm. And I spoke to you both about that before. Going to read it. It's
0: my next audio book when yep. I get in the car.
1: <laughs> it's, um, it's a great book around organizing you know, what's important in your life and making sure it is actually essential to you. A bit like mm-hmm. what you were saying John D. Martini does mm-hmm. with his time. And then the other one is by Seneca, who is the ancient philosopher, um, called it On the Shortness of Life. And it's only a little book and it's written, I don't know how many years ago, thousands of years ago. And he, what that book um, said to me was that, you know, time has moved on and new stuff has evolved, but people are pretty much the same. And he talks a lot about the value of life and the value of what you do with your life. Um, and that um, is, I guess... Huge in terms of helping people establish that idea of what am I doing with my life? Mm-hmm. What's my philosophy? Um, and and bringing you back to a position of well, what do I really want? So that I love that book for that reason. So that is definitely I, I gave it to two people in here as well at Christmas.
0: Look at you! You like the fairy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you never know. One might just slide in somewhere. <laughs> no,
0: just, you know, it's like the bo- boomerang. <laughs> yeah, fairy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we need like an emergency life. Yeah,
1: we do. We need it. We, we actually we should. should do. That. I thought about that actually, probably two weeks ago. Talk about yeah. we were talking about manifesting earlier. Here yeah. we go uh, <laughs> about establishing, you know, a book club in here between yeah. all of us because you know I was talking to Tamsin about some of the stuff she's read. She was talking about this book by um, the guy Yvonne Sherard, who started Patagonia. Mm, um, yes, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I've ordered that book. Yeah, it's um, a great book. Yeah, maybe this
2: is the way to get me to read. Yeah. I'm, going to I give,
1: know.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm inspired enough to give you my copyright line. I wouldn't give that to anybody. So. Mm.
1: Yeah. All right. There you go. It's <laughs> gold plated
2: apparently. It yeah. is.
0: It sings at you <laughs> <play, DJ>. each
2: <laughs>
1: um, So uh, that's great. Thanks for all that um, useful information. Um, obviously, if people want to hear more from either of you, then they can come in and um, see you in the practice because yeah. um, that's a great way to get that one-on-one personal guidance. And... Um, if anyone has any questions they can obviously follow up through the practice mm-hmm. so, awesome. thanks for your time
2: no worries easy peasy lemon awesome. squeezy <laughs> yeah, lots of
1: and we could understand you through your life <laughs> <laughs> unheard of i know crazy all right cool see ya Ciao, ciao. thanks for tuning in to the super well podcast just a reminder that if you'd like to hear more amazing content from our superstar team then the easiest way to do it is to head over to iTunes and subscribe so that you can get every episode as they land. And if you like what we have to say and you can spare us a few seconds, it would be awesome if you could give us a five-star rating so that we can spread the word even further. Each episode is posted on Instagram, so if you'd like to continue the conversation, then follow us at at livesuperwell. And lastly, just a reminder that when it comes to life and health, Always remember that the part will never be well unless the whole is well. Until next time, be super well.